Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? So it's been a year since I left my nine to five job. Those of you guys that were subscribed back then, by the way, you know I jumped on a live stream that same day with uh, my friend Luke W, who also sells Amazon FBA and has a YouTube channel, but we had a little bit of fun with that live stream and kind of celebrated, but yeah, I just wanted to do a video reflecting on how I got here and honestly like share how much better my quality of life has been this past year, even with everything going on in the world, man, I wasn't cut out to, to work nine to five, I don't think. And I think subtly or, you know, subliminally is what, is what I meant to say. Subliminally, I knew that. So in this video, I'm just going to share some of my thoughts as to like, well, really, I want to give you an insight into like my mindset that set me free ultimately, because I really think it came down to that. I think it was the mindset that let me uh, achieve that goal of financial freedom, not being reliant on a sole source of income that is a nine to five job, which is so common. And I just don't think it really needs to be as common as it is. Real quick before we start, just a quick reminder, I run a weekly print-on-demand giveaway. You can enter completely free this week, sponsored by Merch Titans Automation, Merch Ninja Research Tools, and All Sunset's Premium Sunset Graphics. Two lucky winners are going to be selected on Sunday, so make sure you enter. Again, it's completely free. All right, let me just tell a little bit of my story, and I'll try to keep it brief and concise. So I think you got to start with a little bit of background. So I grew up like loving video games. You can ask my parents that. You can ask all my friends that. Whatever it is about video games, I was hooked. And then as soon as I found the first, like, computer game, uh, that was it. You know, for me, like, I was addicted. I played this game called Counter-Strike and was, like, dedicated to wanting to be one of the best in the world. (laughs) That's, like, all I really cared about for a long period of time. And the reason I share that is because then I get to college. My parents are like, what are you going to major in? I said, I don't know. And they're like, well, why don't you do IT? You love computers or at least computer games. And I was like, you know what? Let's just get it out the way. Majored in IT. That was that. I mean, I did it at like freshman orientation. So before I even really knew, ended up doing IT. It made a lot of sense. Again, find your edge. Now, maybe back then I didn't have the mindset of like, well, what's my edge? Oh yeah, I am really good at computers, like relative to, you know, the average person that didn't grow up with them. So yeah, IT was a good fit. Doing IT led me to taking this course as a sophomore where I learned how to write PHP, which is like a back-end web development programming language. That led to me realizing, like, I want to be a web developer, and kind of the rest was history there. I, By the way, one thing worth uh, mentioning, I didn't wait. I feel like I'm, I'm teaching my uh, web development course. I promise. I won't talk web development too long, but I always like to just outright state, and this is me as a teacher teaching the same at the same college that I went to school, but I'll always say, guys, I when I realized I wanted to be a web developer, I didn't like, I didn't wait to take the right web development classes to show me the ropes. Like I just dove into it. I just went for it. I mean, we have the internet, we have YouTube, we have Google, we have all the resources you need. We have books, you know, those, those things still exist too. I just started writing code. That was that. I mean, trial and error. Uh, and I learned how to become a web developer before I even had that piece of paper that told me that I, you know, knew whatever I was supposed to know for having it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're good at oh, being a web, de- I can only talk about what I know. If you're good at being a web developer, that's it. You know, you can go get a job as a web developer. <laughs> Your skills speak for themselves. Anyways, that leads me to, I guess, the next step, right? Now, at some point, I left college. I also just like to be clear in case anybody that's young that's watching this, man, like, I didn't really take life seriously until I left college because I knew like 
even without, I think it, it might be something that people don't realize till after college, but I feel like I was very self-aware and I was able to like run projections of how I should be living my life as if I was, you know, older looking back. And I, I kind of knew that like, yeah, I got to get the partying out of my system or at least like for sure enjoy life while I'm there. So I enjoyed college. After college, I started taking life seriously. So about age 22, I guess. And now I had to figure out that like, okay, it's not as cool to be the party guy. Now I got to make some money because I thought that's what it meant to be an adult, right? You got to at least get your finances in order so that you can take care of yourself and take care of a family. And I mean, I always had a little bit of higher aspirations than that, if you guys couldn't tell. So for me, my mindset initially, and this was really instilled in me by my parents. I mean, you know, I got to give them credit. They definitely taught me the value of a dollar, uh, even though I definitely put off learning the real value of a dollar until... Uh, mid 20s probably but they instilled in me that like I need to be able to generate income be a productive member of society so I definitely have them to thank for that because there's no guarantee that I was going to lean that way um, I think what do they say you're the average of like your five closest friends so I could have been some I could have definitely went down a different path anyways so my mindset became learn something of value to make money ended up being a web developer get like work so get a nine to five also, I started my own business immediately straight out of school. Now, whether I wanted to do that or not, I had to because as a web developer, people needed websites. They needed web developers. So through word of mouth alone, without me even advertising, you know, I was like relatively well connected because I did know a lot of people, um, you know, from college and whatnot. Like, and I went to college in the same area I grew up. So, I mean, yeah, people knew I was a web developer. I had plenty of business come my way. So I'm working nine to five. I've got my own LLC doing web development. Life is good. And for some reason, I really have no clue why. I guess maybe I was thinking, well, is this it for the rest of my life or am I going to do something else? I decided to go into grad school. I was like a late applicant and I went to the same school that I went to for undergrad, did my master's there, got a master's in IT and did it in like uh, less, a little bit less than two years and realized what the heck did I just do? I'm a web developer. This piece of paper means absolutely nothing if I'm going to continue working as a web developer. And it's not like me to invest money in something to not get more money or at least the same amount of money back out of it. So I, this is guys, it's so random, but I just emailed one of my professors. I was like, Hey, I just got a master's degree at, at the school. Can I teach? They said, you know what? I'm pregnant. I need somebody to fill my uh, course slots. So and next thing you know, I'm in front of a room of college students that are my age, basically teaching them web development. But fortunately, I, like I said, I was really, um, you know, avid about being a web developer. It all worked out. Um, and then again, you know, I kind of just told myself, fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it right. They don't know this is your first time teaching college. And you know, that was literally six and a half years ago. I'm in my seventh year teaching college now. Um, and you know what, man, I'm, I'm so much better for having done that. And I guess, why am I even sharing that? I guess it's cause you know what guys, this is really the mentality right here. The money mindset initially was learn something of value, get a nine to five. Can you make money freelancing doing it? Like on the side, can you do it as a side hustle? And then can you teach it? If it's really something of value, somebody probably wants to learn from you. So I was able to secure a good living without, I don't even know how much money I was making. For sure, probably six figures. It had to have been. It had to have been six figures. And that was relatively like soon right out of school or at least right after getting my master's degree. And to most people, like six figures, that's like the dream that when you hit that, you're rich. And I guess it all depends on what you're after. Um, in my mind, I think once you make six figures, you realize it's not enough <laughs> and then you keep going, right? But this is, where I think most people would be plenty happy and I don't judge anybody if that's you no problem at all right but next my mindset my mindset shifted because financially I was secure I had a nice house I had a nice car 
I mean, were those two things that I ever even actually cared that much about? I'll be honest. I was still a computer nerd. So the house and the car, like, were just kind of like, hey, I made some money. Let me go spend it and enjoy it. It wasn't even, those weren't really even motivating factors, if I'm being completely honest. But my mindset shifted now because a true motivating factor for me, and if I tell you the, like, if I actually let you into my brain, what this actually probably was more than anything was like, I was going to say, a true motivating factor was that I wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to travel. But at the same time, too, what really irked me and killed me little by little, day by day, just drained my soul was sitting in traffic. I mean, I bought a house that was closer to my second job. I only worked two jobs out of school as a web developer, but I bought a house that was closer to that job. It could, I could get there in 10 minutes without traffic, with traffic probably like 20 to 25, which may seem like nothing. I mean, I don't know where you guys are from, but in this area, like people commute like hour, two hours, three hours each way sometimes. I mean, granted in 2021, it's a little bit different with the everybody working from home, but this, just the commute alone was enough to make me decide like, no, this isn't for me. Even if I'm commuting 20 minutes, it kills me that track because guys, traffic is self-inflicted. Humans do this to themselves. If all cars were self-driving, the traffic problem solved, believe it or not. And there's a lot of problems that humans create for themselves that I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but like it just killed me every day to have to sit in that car and spend 20, 40 because, and what I'm going to get to on this next slide is, is really like, I, hyper analyzed how every minute and every not second but every minute seriously of my day was spent because it it was so valuable to the equation that I was running because look most people like I said this is the slide if you can get here learn work teach or some variant of it and make whatever enough money is to you which this can probably do you don't need to get to this slide you don't get to you don't need to get to mindset part two but for me like my life it was almost like I convinced myself that my life depended on it it didn't actually, obviously, like I had a comfortable living and a good life, friends, family, and all that stuff. Like it was great, you know, but I obsessed over achieving this goal. I didn't let myself not obsess over it. You know, like a lot of times at night, this was what I was thinking of before I went to bed. Like, because I knew if I kept it in my mind, the likelihood of me achieving it was that much higher. And I don't mean that in, in like a woo, you know, like I know people, you guys know the secret, right? You, the secret where it's almost like a positive affirmation. You put it out into the universe and then it gives it back. I'm not saying that that's how it works or how it doesn't work. I'm just saying that I've seen the, the secret documentary. And the one thing that I could not help but agree with is that if there's two universes and in universe one, I'm thinking about making money and in universe two, I'm not thinking about making money. I'll bet you like I'm so confident that in universe one where I'm thinking about making money, I made more money. So I just tried to make it like in my head, like, what's your plan? <laughs> you know, and like, sometimes I'll be at the gym listening to podcasts about people who were their own boss, how they started their business, even just hearing a story. I may not learn anything that I can act upon, but it just keeps you in that, that mindset. So you don't deviate and do other things because it's easy to do other things, you know? Anyways, again, I started obsessing and this, that's the real point here. I started obsessing about how my time was spent because as you can imagine, Learning to be a web developer, plus that profession changes. You have to keep your skills sharp. Things change. Working nine to five, teaching and freelancing, I was a busy guy. Plus, what I'm going to show you on this slide is like, this was really how my time was divided. What I just talked about as far as making money represents a quarter of this equation. Now, in terms of my real time and how my real time was spent, did it really occupy a quarter? It occupied more than a quarter, obviously. But like in my head, I wasn't going to sell out 
Like I wasn't going to live a lower quality of life in the pursuit of money. To me, that makes no sense. And I never lost sight of that. And I'm proud of that. It probably took me longer to get to this point because of that, but I don't care. Like to me, maintaining good relationships with friends and family. And like I said, I went to school, like I went to college in the same place I grew up. So I had my friends from growing up. I have my friends from college. I've got my family. Like I had to be very strategic in order to keep all of them happy. Plus, you know, my girlfriend, I met while I was kind of on this journey, but then I had to keep her happy, you know, make sure that she was a priority too. So the relationships one was a big portion of my time spent. And, um, again, like, you know, I did I, a quick aside, <laughs> I'm a healthy guy, but I ran myself into the ground at one point when I was 27 years old, I just did too much and I had like legit exhaustion. So I'm just letting you guys know. I'm not just saying this to say it, and I have nothing to sell you. I'm just telling you my story. I'm talking to a webcam, by the way, so this is a little bit weird. But pretend like we're at a bar. We just kicked back a few beers, and I'm just like venting is how I feel right now. So, yeah, I overdid it for a little bit, and then I realized I got to reel it in. I can't, you know, go out Friday, Saturday, uh, well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday sometimes. But I would be seeing different groups of friends or my girlfriend, and, you know, things got a little crazy. Um, and that brings you to the other one health. Like there's no point in having wealth without health. I know I'm a young guy, so I don't have to worry that much about health, but if I'm keeping it real with you guys, the amount of time I spend in this computer chair that I'm sitting in right now, it leads to low back problems. I'm sure most of you guys already knew that. I know at least like half you guys are like, yup, lower back. I knew he was going there. Like I've had to go to physical therapy and I've been like the most crippled person in physical therapy before. I'm like the things I couldn't do at times were crazy. Now I've been extremely strategic because I don't want to go through that twice. Right. So it's like every iteration that I have like a serious kind of back problem. I'm like, all right, what is my process going to be moving forward so that that never happens again? And I'm at a point now where I think I'm good, you know, between yoga, stretching, using massage guns, the whole thing, you know, hitting, basically doing exercise five, six days a week. Uh, I think I'm in good shape, but like that was a real part of my journey as well that I, I can't skip over. It was too real. The back problems I used to have, man, were serious at times. So relationships, making time for everybody, family included, health, work and business, obviously probably being the predominant one of these uh, of the quarters, and then having fun, you know, which ties into relationships to me, like, because I never really would go out and do things by myself. I was always, like, with people, right? So fun and relationships probably ties together. But also, I mean, you know, the story started with me loving computer games. There were times where I gave up computer games for a year at a time in the pursuit of business. And I remember doing that. And then when I got back into the games, I was like, man, I can't believe I gave up computer games for over a year. You know, I would go through spurts of not playing them, but you know, playing computer games is also a good way of, if you have friends that play with you, maintaining those relationships. And to this day, I still play them. Uh, it's just now I have a more realistic um, idea of like how much time I should be spending playing them. Whereas teenage me didn't not care. All I wanted to do was be the best in the world. And I mean, I've been one of the best in the world at multiple games. So, you know, like you guys could probably guess that like I, if I want to achieve something, I'm going to break it down into those steps. And if I've got the skill, I already know I've got the determination to get there. And that's that. I just put in the work. So the next thing that I did, guys, while working the uh, nine to five teaching, freelancing, etc., was I had to make time to learn Amazon FBA. That's where it all started. I paid somebody $2,500 to teach me Amazon FBA and every Wednesday night, no matter what, we met and I learned whatever was next for Amazon FBA. Now, there was probably a period of time where we didn't meet because I've openly stated this. I spent like two and a half months researching my first product. That's not what anybody should do. 
I just needed to kind of be reminded at some point later on that like the perfect product doesn't exist. So if you, by that point, when my coach actually told me that I was like, all right, I have a list of like 10 products. I should have just sold all 10 of them. Cause at that point I had been through the, the process of like researching and validating so many times that like the ones that were left were good. So I wish I, I mean, honestly, if I go back in time, I would have just launched all of those products. But even my first product that I launched was a success and I still sell it to this day. So anyways, Amazon FBA religiously one night a week minimum, I was meeting with the coach. And if I'm being honest, like I don't just say, oh, well, Wednesday's Amazon FBA night. So I'm not going to do anything Amazon FBA related the rest of the, no, if I had spare time, I was working on Amazon FBA period. Like that's just, if I'm, if I'm serious, if I'm being honest with myself, I can't not do that. If I'm serious about making it. And like I told you guys, my mindset was that this was basically life or death. I need to work myself out of the nine to five or I don't know, that commute is just going to kill me. My, my 40 minute a day commute, right? Uh, merch by Amazon, like FBA led me to finding out, well, it didn't, I think I found out about merch through Reddit, but I realized the complimentary nature, you know, cause they both involve selling on Amazon. So now I'm selling Amazon FBA and merch by Amazon with FBA. I have a coach. So I was very, or a lot quicker to be successful. Amazon merch, I learned on my own. So it took me way longer than it should have. And then Amazon merch leads me to what I call drop shipped print on demand. How do I take my Amazon merch products or designs, list them on more products, more marketplaces, and make more money. Now, nobody taught me that either, but like, it's just one of those things. It just makes sense, right? Like, is anybody gonna de- deny me that? that if, if you have one product on one marketplace, am I gonna outsell you by taking like that same design and putting it on more products and more market? I mean, come on, we all know that. And then that led me to Kindle Direct Publishing. Again, I can take my same designs that I'm already listing on more products, more markets, and list them as books on multiple, all the largest international Amazon marketplaces. So of course that was a no brainer. And what's crazy is people were telling me I needed to get on there for a long time. And it took me way longer than it should have. But Hey, I got on there and the rest is history. Cause I'm weekly uploading more and more books to Amazon KDP, just building my library of offerings. And I think that's pretty much all I wanted to show guys. Like this is basically this, this set me free what you see right here on this slide. And then it won't surprise you that This should look familiar. Remember earlier how I said, learn something of value, work, do it, and then teach it. That's literally what I'm doing with my Ryan's Method Passive Income School. And by the way, when I started out learning Amazon FBA in 2016, I never had any ambition ever of learning about all these other complimentary uh, vehicles of making money online and then ultimately teaching it. Never had, never planned that, but it just makes sense. It's already what I did with web development. So Anyways, guys, like this set me free. This is, and to me, like, you know how there's people that go on YouTube and they're like, clickbait, I quit my job because I was drop shipping from Alibaba. And it's like, that they may have actually quit their job, but they were, I mean, did they have a real job if they did quit it? And do they understand how money works? Like, I feel like I kind of understand how money works. And if you're going to quit your job, especially if you have dependents, like you need to probably be diversified in your income streams or have enough money set aside Or I guess, you know what? You have to have a fallback, right? Like if all of this stuff fails that you see on this slide, plus Ryan's Method Passive Income School, ryansmethod.com, if anybody's wondering, that's why I call it Ryan's Method. I can always go back to being a web developer. I'm a a pretty good web developer. Everything that you see, I mean, my school is built on a platform called Teachable, but like my whole ryanhoog.com blog and my Teachable school, completely customized. I built them out. Um, If you're on like my email lists, like I programmed all of that stuff myself, so I don't have to go pay like all these crazy high monthly fees to use tools that I know how to build myself, right? So it takes me longer to do things, but 
you know, it keeps my skills sharp as web developer. Anyways, I have a fallback plan. So I don't know, hopefully this was in some way, shape or form valuable to you. Like if you don't start a business, you already know what the rest of your life is going to look like. Like I can go back to the first slide that I showed you where I said to myself, I, I told you guys, like I was out of school. I had a decent job as a web developer and I was freelancing but something led me to going to grad school. I never planned on that. And I was a late applicant. But I remember thinking to myself one day, like, is this it? Like 22 years old, thinking to myself, is this it? And I was like, nah, this can't be it. I needed to do more. You know what I mean? Even just to keep life interesting, even if money's not a motive, which it really wasn't for grad school, because like I said, it was completely worthless. To this day, that piece of paper, if I wasn't teaching, would have done nothing for me if I was just a web developer. So... You know, guys, like you, you already know what you're going to get out of life if you don't dare to be exceptional and do something more than what you're supposed to do. Go get a nine to five and then just kind of commute, come home and do what it is you do. And I'm not judging anybody if that's the life you want to live. But like you're watching this video probably because you're interested in potentially there being something more. And, you know, I, I mean, my my journey's basically just begun. I'm 31 years old. So in 20 years, when I'm 20 years deeper down this journey. Things are going to be much different. I'm just here for the ride, guys. Like, I, I aspired to be exceptional, though. I got out of that 9-to-5 job. I'm just letting you know how my mind was working while I was working myself through that because I didn't have a mentor that was... I literally had the opposite. I had parents that were like, no, you ha you can't quit your job. And I don't hate them for that. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what they knew. And it wasn't bad advice. Like, I was... I mean, it was a good job. Put it that way. Um, But, you know, it wasn't for me. It's not how how I wanted to live. So you know, very intentionally, I obsessed over achieving this goal. I figured out a, what I thought may work as an idea, which again is this slide right here, started with FBA, led to merch, led to dropship print on demand, led to KDP, all of these well-diversified but complementary income streams. Like you, you notice, you don't see Alibaba dropshipping in here for a reason. That's not complementary in my mind to these things. These are all complementary. So I do them, right? And then I teach it. And that's what set me free from the nine to five job. <laughs> and I guess, you know what, on the uh, parting words, just cause it's funny and it's true on my first month out of my day job, <laughs> I made as much money as I made in a year, my annual salary in one month. And it was again, mainly from investing in the stock market, stock options, stuff like that. Lucky stuff, right? St not stuff that I do month to month. Anybody that says they do that month to month, they're probably lying, but um, it was almost like affirmation that like, Hey, things are going to be okay. Look what you just did within 30 days of leaving your job. So whew, I got to take a deep breath, man. Hey, thanks for watching guys. That was almost therapeutic. If you watch till the end, by the way, definitely hit that like button. And if you're not subscribed by now, I mean, damn, come on, what more do I need to do? Um, but that's it guys. Thanks for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.